I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We can listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Bo Stevenson. I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Woo, Bo Cephas, here we go. It is Christmas Eve Eve, so in the spirit of of Jesus' birthday, I am not going to tell any stories about my sexual escapades. I am not even <laughs> going to curse about COVID or our worthless government. I am simply going to wish our seekers a very Merry Christmas. And to our dear sweet baby Jesus, can you please, for the love of your dad, Put some damn winds under our Christmas tree. <laughs> but, but don't you worry, Bo Sivas. As soon as the calendar turns, you better believe your ass. I'm going to be out there on the hunt for my very own little Virgin Mary, if you know what I mean. Now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun. We'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Sandler. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballglorywhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast. Bo Cephas, as always, Right here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting, cold beer hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking an Abita Christmas Ale from Abita Brewing Company in Abita Springs, Louisiana. Very good beer, three out of five stars. Mm. And Longhorn, this is the culmination 
of our true Christmas stories. And tonight, we have something truly special for our listeners. We actually have found the original story of the Nativity and the birth of Jesus. And I mean word for word, from the people involved, the witnesses. These pages are so old, Longhorn, they would fall apart if you breathe on them too hard. Don't ask where we got them, but here we go, boys and girls. It's our tradition. This is the FGH Nativity Story. Once upon a time, in a galaxy far, far away, there lived a carpenter man named Joseph. And even though Joseph was actually a decently successful carpenter, he was a devout Jew, which means that he was in his 30s and he still lived at home with his mother. (laughs) Now finally, it was time for Joe to go pick out a bride. So he found a 12-year-old and he went to her father and said, Hey, Pops, I'm going to put a couple sheep down on that one's dowry right there and uh, when she turns 14... I'll be back with a cow and we'll call it a trade, okay? And so it was. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then right before Joe and Mary got married, Mary said, and I quote, "Uh, Hey, by the way, uh, like some angel told me I'm all like prego or whatevs. Mm -hmm. And Joe was like, what the fuck, bro? We haven't even consecrated this fucking marriage yet. And Mary was like, uh, I'm not even sure what that word means because I'm like just a woman and we aren't even like allowed to read. But I think that uh, when you did that thing with your finger the other night <laughs> and Joe said, No! That is not how that works! Mm-hmm. And then Mary was like, Okay, well, whatever, bro. Okay, I'm going to be having this baby and shit and he's going to be like king or whatever. And Joe was like, Jesus Christ, Mary! What the fuck are we supposed to tell everybody? They're going to think you're a goddamn whore. And Mary was like, first of all, love that name. Secondly, whatevs, bro, you can get all aggro or we can just go to Bethlehem and have this fucking kid, okay? So Joseph and Mary set out on their long trek to Bethlehem. Of course, it was beautiful springtime weather. Then, so it wasn't like the journey was that bad. They hit a casino along the way. Joe won some rubles on the dice. But then he lost it all back, betting the camels. And before you know it, they were at the Bethlehem Ground B&B. But apparently there was a problem with uh, the reservations because Joe, like all Jews, was a notoriously cheap bastard. So he booked the trip to a third-party Coda Slave site, and instead of booking directly, and then when it came time to check in, he couldn't find the e-scroll that he had wrote the receipt on. So Mary was like, OMG, dude, I can't even with this shit right now. Find me a place to pop out this fucking kid. I'm going to go cray-cray in this bitch. So then Mary, the 14-year-old, soon-to-be mother of our Lord and Savior, was laid in a manger. And again, it was springtime, so the weather was great. And she gave birth to a sweet 6-pound, 8-ounce baby, blue-eyed, blonde-haired baby Jesus. And people came from all around to witness this miracle. There were three wise guys from the city of Pos Jagus. And you know they were great handicappers because everyone kept saying how wise they were to take the sand snakes over the camel humps in the soccer match earlier that day. And you know they were also great because they showed up there with so many units 
they came with gifts. The first handicapper was like, hey, yo, kid, here's some fucking gold there. The second was like, hey, yo, I got some fucking frankincense over here. And the third camp, the third handicapper was like, but wait, there's myrrh. <laughs> and after everyone had a good laugh, Mary was like, seriously though, bro, you can have that shit back and we'll take the cash or like a gift card to Sheik's Arash or Woven Basket Barn or some shit like that. <laughs> and then three shepherds who had been tending their flock nearby came traveling to see the newborn king. And while they were walking up, they were like, dude, this is the fucking scene, son. We're totally going to be the fucking Bible now. And one of them was like, hey, do you think they'll get something egregiously wrong about this story? Like when they write it, are they going to make it up like it was in the wintertime? And the other two said, dude, are you fucking retarded? We're out here herding sheep. Of course they're not going to think it's the fucking wintertime. And so it came to be that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was born sometime in April. A long, long time ago. <laughs> Until the Romans decided they wanted to accept him as their Lord and Savior, and they moved it to December 25th so that they could further stomp out the pagans' long-held beliefs and traditions. And I gotta tell you, that shit worked like gangbusters, son! Mm-hmm. And then they lined it up years-wise so that it made sense with an already run- their already running calendar so that nobody got wise about it, capiche? <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone, from our family here at FGH to yours. Well, um, where to start? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I guess I will just say, you know, we have a mutual, let's just call it friend, who uh, very wisely says about the dinosaurs that Dinosaurs ain't in my Bible. <laughs> and I would just like to say that none of much of what you just said is not in my Bible. Maybe there's a book of Bocevis that we need to check into uh, and, and see if that's if it's in the scribe somewhere. But you know what? Like always, very entertaining. And, um, you know, always look forward to the Christmas handicapping special so well done well done sir good job thank you that's actually part of the dead sea scrolls that's that's where i found this uh paperwork i went mining uh-huh. out in fucking egypt and got all these pages <laughs> for us so naturally naturally everybody you're fucking welcome all right mm-hmm. boys and girls with that we are gonna get into the podcast we're gonna have the good the bad and the hard fuck kidding me we're gonna go over every nfl game in the air tonight and of course of fucking course give out free picks to get you paid but first We gotta get paid to do that. Here is this week's sponsor. Hello, boys and girls. It's Christmas time again, and we all know what that means. Eating way too much food, seeing relatives who you have no fucking clue how you're even related to, and listening to that same old shitty Christmas music. Well, not this year, because the Football Glory Hole proudly presents a kind of PC Christmas. We have taken old classics and cleaned up the racist language and made them more inclusive. For the most part, tracks include Rudolph the Nondescript Reindeer. Rudolph, I don't give a shit. All these PC fags can suck my dick. And how the- Here comes everybody. Here comes Santa Claus, Rishnu Muhammad, and the guy from the Jews. And the instant classic, Oh Tweeted Night. Oh, on your knees. 
people tweeting. You can get all these tracks and 87 more on our brand new 18 CD collection for the low price of $9,986 plus shipping and handling. And while you might say that's too expensive, we just want to remind you that it's Christmas time and Santa hates a cheap fuck. So Merry Christmas, Glory Hole Seekers, from our family to yours. Holy, and I do mean holy shit, Longhorn, uh, that Christmas album sounds like a fantastic product, and uh, for you boys and girls listening at home, uh, you know, you might not have heard uh, Longhorn's vocals in there, but I promise you, he was playing the triangle in a couple of those fucking tunes, so that is a very special project for us. We sell this album every Christmas time. You can order it as the ad said, wherever it said. And uh, I can promise you that 99% of the proceeds go directly to us. They go directly to us. Uh, there is no charity involved in this. We need the fucking money. So buy the goddamn album because uh, it's pretty fantastic. It's well worth your dollar or I'm 10, sorry, or whatever it costs. I don't give a shit. Where does the other 1% go? Uh, well, it goes to pay for you know expenses. Oh, I thought I thought maybe it went to Jesus or something. I don't know. Can't keep up with you. No, nah, he's doing very well on his own. I promise you. Like this is like the next couple of days are Jesus's biggest boom in business that he has like all year long. I mean, Easter's a big day for him too. But if yeah. he, I mean, if if the next couple of days are gonna come in, they're not heaven's not gonna make their fourth quarter, and some fucking heads are gonna roll. I can promise yeah, he, you that. He's gonna definitely hit his his uh his uh quarterly bonus this this <laughs> for, for sure. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. This is bad. This is bad. Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you? fucking kidding me are you fucking kidding me god damn it are you fucking with me all right boys and girls as always start with the good and the good last week was fucking us baby and then i fell two and one only those fucking packers fucked us by giving up 13 of their 14 point Fourth quarter fucking lead, but what the fuck ever. We went two and one. You know, I guess you can't win them all. It looked like we were going to win them all, but whatever. Yeah, it was nice to have a winning day for sure. For sure. And now the bad, we're telling ourselves, well, uh, that's us in the super contest. We went one and four. We went two and one live action, one and four in the super contest. Uh, <laughs> Longhorn, I think for the next three weeks, I'm just going to give our ballot to a 10 year old girl. And let her pick the teams based on the mascots for the next three weeks. And I'll bet we probably win that $50,000 prize for the last three-week challenge if uh, we just let some random 10-year-old girl pick the fucking teams for us. Because why the fuck not? She likes fucking horses over fucking uh, cows or whatever the fuck she picks. Yeah, well, so much for beginner's luck. Our first year in this contest has not gone well. I don't know. We'll have to evaluate in the all-season a whole, all, many things, but, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't. We've never had this bad of luck picking five games, but for whatever reason, it's just not, it's not happened in that contest for us for sure. Yeah, now for that, we're going to move on to the Are You Fucking Kidding Me? And for that, we go to the Browns. And it's not because 
you know, we we made a we made a educated risk on taking the Browns plus one and a half the contest. You know, you thought because they moved the game, it was because you know they get one of their two quarterbacks back. <laughs> they would get some of their weapons back. They would get some of their players back. And no, they didn't. They didn't get fucking in. They moved that game back for fucking nothing. But that's why we took them plus one and a half. Whatever. That was a calculated risk. It didn't pan out for us. But that's not the reason why. That's not the reason why. I don't blame Nick Kiss my fucking McMullins for losing that game. The reason why the Browns are you fucking kidding me is Longhorn, you picked them last year to win the division. They came in third. They squeaked into the playoffs. This year, I picked them to win the division. They will most likely, at best, come in third and possibly squeak into the playoffs. So in the words of Al Pacino from Donnie Brasco, they've made no progress. No progress. I mean... I'm, I'm done thinking that the Browns are ever going to turn the corner. Uh, Baker cannot get paid if he does then they're going to go straight back to the bottom, and it's over. Like, their mini run of success is fucking over. The coach, you know, I don't know who the dude is or what he is. He's obviously not special. Uh, The GM, he's assembled a decent team, but they're just not going to turn the corner, and at this point, you got to fucking let, like, I know Baker's got a fifth-year option. I would keep him for that, but after that, you got to fucking let him go. You just got to fucking let him go. Yeah, well, okay, so I'll agree with you with the Baker part, but I'm not ready. I, you, hell no, am I getting rid of the GM or the coach based, I mean, you know, it's, I think they got a Baker problem. I don't necessarily think they have, and they got a wide receiver problem, but, you know, it just hasn't been their, hasn't been their year with injuries and whatnot, but, you know, like you said, they made the playoffs last year, they might make it this year. Uh, and we, I think we can both agree that Baker's been underwhelming, you know, so I don't, you know, get a, get a different quarterback after next year, see what happens. We'll, we'll, we'll have this conversation in the offseason for sure. We'll see what kind of moves they make, but yeah, I, I wouldn't change this GM for anything. He's, he's built what I think is a very competitive roster outside of, of obviously the quarterback. That's, I mean, there's about 26 teams that have that issue not just the browns well sir not according to some famous you know syndicated host i mean everybody everybody has a quarterback who needs a quarterback nobody needs a quarterback i I I mean look look at the league everybody has a quarterback i used to like that guy before he went to hollywood so you would not disparage mickey mouse like that okay you would not do it right now what's happening over here excuse me what is happening here what is happening what the fuck just happened oh you know what's happening it's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight baby
All right, Longhorns, time to go over all those wins coming in the air tonight. And we're going to start in Green Bay. Well, those Packers are seven and a half point home favorites over the uh, aforementioned Cleveland, I believe your Cleveland fucking Browns. Yeah, what a mess the NFL has made of this season. I, and before we even get started, I'm going to try to make all these as quick as possible because there's 15 fucking games to break down. Full slate. Um, but just just to start, I, I'm, I'm so over the COVID and the NFL bullshit. I, we got to get this fixed in this, not only the country, but certainly in sports. It's it's really taking the joy out of sports for me. And it's certainly hurting our pocketbook because it's, it's a fucking hell of a thing to keep track of in this shit. But they have made a mess of it. Cleveland obviously played on Tuesday, so they're coming off short rest. Limited practice with key players out. Um, I'm ass- I mean, let's just assume they're all coming back. I mean, you would have thought they would last week. They didn't. You got to definitely assume they come back this week. Uh, Green Bay is coming off a win, but, man, it, it sure was sloppy and could have you know, could have gone the other way on the road. So I do look forward. For, I do look for Green Bay to kind of get right in this game um, and, and against a tired team, both physically and mentally, with, with the back and forth they've had to deal with, the short rest, obviously, to affect the physical. So I lean Green Bay here at, at home, but it's it's hard to underestimate kind of the, the punch that Cleveland should get with getting all of their players back. Um, but... Yeah, I just I gotta lean to Green Bay, and and that's and a half. It feels like a dangle number. Feels like a Vegas dangle. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm lean to Green Bay at home here. Well, the numbers are definitely against you, but that's obviously with Cleveland being at full strength. Uh, so I'm gonna try to do my best to give us some COVID updates through as we go. So right now, and again. This isn't guaranteed these people are out, but this is who is on the COVID reserve list right now for the Browns. Uh, J.C. Treader, Greg Newsom, Clowney, Keenum, Hunt, Mac Wilson, Tony Fields, A.J. Green, not the not the receiver, obviously, hmm. the cornerback. Cornerback. Ronnie Harrison, Baker Mayfield, Troy Hill, John Johnson, Jesus. Malik Dow, Afidi Ogbenhill, that guy, uh, Jarvis yep. Landry, and Jedrick Wills. So, Jesus. both your starting quarterbacks, your starting tackle, uh, a lot of your starting defensive players. Yeah. So, and on Green Bay side, uh, oh, well, I mean, Marquis Vandez Scalding is out. So, how could you not fucking take Cleveland with that fucking guy missing? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I mean, if it stays like this, and who knows if it will. You know, the, the new policy is that they test clean once they get back in. However, the new policy is also that if they're not showing any symptoms, they don't get tested. So with all these new guys, there's 180 players now on this list. 180 <laughs> currently. Fantastic. Which means that they're showing symptoms because if they're not, then they wouldn't be. And, you know, wherever you guys work, wherever you guys live, you know, I know people that have tested positive because they weren't feeling so great. You know, had maybe a little scratchy throat, runny nose, maybe a little fever. Went to the doctor. Doctor said, hey, got a COVID test you. Policy, test, positive, bam. And that's just how it's fucking going. So if you fucking go in, they're going to test you. And when they test you, most likely you're coming back fucking positive. So whether or not these guys can get a negative test or not, who knows? 
if you know the the key players to this team come back, it, this is a slam dunk pick for me for Cleveland. Green Bay is in the driver's seat for the number one seed. They're on cruise fucking control. You saw that in Baltimore. It cost us money. Uh, the, they were way better than Baltimore. They showed it the whole game. They outclassed them the whole game. They let a, you know, a fucking backup quarterback come back, get within a two-point conversion of taking that lead. And it came down to some pretty sloppy play, like you said, from Green Bay in the last part of that game. I mean, if Cleveland come out can come out and do what they usually do and hit people in the fucking mouth, Green Bay is very susceptible to that. And when people do hit them in the mouth, they don't respond very well and usually take Aaron Rodgers to go win the game, which I'm sure they'll win. But, yeah, this this number's way too fucking big. You just got to keep an eye on this fucking COVID shit. But if, if, if all things are equal, this is a slam dunk Cleveland play for me. I agree with you. Or, no, sorry, I'm opposite of you. Uh- I would all, I'd be 100% all over Cleveland if if all things are equal but right I agree with I agree with that if all things were equal I would the reason it's taking me off is the physical and mental fatigue of going through all this so I mean yeah if it was just straight they played last week full rest no covid bullshit then yeah I'd be all over seven and a half but I don't know man so here, Cleveland's got another- Go ahead. Well, here's another trend that's, that is supporting you. Um, I did some digging on this because I was very interested to see, like, you know, how teams do on short rest. And it really comes down to this. Do you have an experienced head coach or do you not? Now, the data I found was rookie head coaches, which Stefanski at this point is not a rookie head coach. However, the split was basically rookies, and the other split was, like, coaches with 250-plus <clears throat> games, so very, very experienced coaches. Rookie head coaches on short rest are 24 and 42 straight up and 27 and 38 against the spread since 2015. So they don't do well. Very experienced coaches, as we'll probably get into later, they're excellent. Uh, 26 and 10 straight up, uh, 72% and 10 and 1. Sorry, 25, 10 and 1, 71% against the spread. So they literally fucking kill it. Um, when it comes to rest, when you have an experienced head coach, how to handle that. So fancy is not a rookie, but he's definitely not one of the most experienced coaches in the NFL. So I agree with that could play a pretty huge factor in it as well. Uh, but Cleveland's also playing for their playoff lives and green Bay. They're playing for the number one seed. I'm not saying they're not motivated, but are they motivated to get margin? Or are they motivated to win? Because Aaron Rodgers does just enough to fucking pretty much get by. That's pretty much his MO. Obviously, Green Bay is in that perfect teaser range. If you want to, if you feel better going that one, they finished the season with Green Bay, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. So, man, it's a tough stretch. They, they got to get no games. Yeah, they got to get serious. No, there's quick. no look ahead. There's no game. They they have to they have to go three zero, and they know it. They fucking know it. Right. So it's nut cutting time. All right, moving on. Those Arizona Cardinals and the fucking midget shuffle is. Scuffling. The midget shuffle scuffle is on <laughs> in December, as it is every fucking year. And they are consensus now one-point home favorite with those Indianapolis Colts. One Indies are one-point road favorite? No, no Arizona's one-point one home point favorite. One-point home favorite. Okay, so this is the trap game of the week for me. Um, you know, everything you just said, 
everybody knows. That's exactly why I'm going to kind of flip the other way. Indy's coming off a huge standalone win versus New England last Saturday night. And Arizona, I mean, they have been fading down the stretch like they always do, but they had an embarrassing, embarrassing loss last week to Detroit. That should have everyone in the building at their highest level um, this whole week. Uh, this is, I mean, it's not a must-win spot for Arizona, um, but it certainly feels like it. Well, it is. It is if they want to stay up at the number. Yeah, one that's seed. true. That's true. So, and it just feels like they've been fading. It's it's almost inevitable they're going to lose that. But in their minds, they're that's not the way they think. Uh, so it just feels like a good bounce back spot for Arizona and a good letdown spot for Indy. Um, it's obviously good. It's obviously good on a teaser play if you like Indy. Um, uh, but but with that number, I'm going to lean to Arizona. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up. Uh, <clears throat> so going over the power rankings, and we've been talking about it. Arizona's been fading more, and we I think I've said it two or three weeks in a row. They're fading harder than any team in our power rankings. In fact, they dropped a whole point last week. That's how bad that loss was to Detroit, which – First of all, if you lose fucking Detroit, that's bad. But when you lose the way they lost, they just got totally dominated the game. You're going to fucking fall. I'm sorry. And even to downgrade a team a full point this late in the season takes an extreme <laughs> fucking measure. Yeah. So that is not wasted on us. But just to go back, for example, at week seven, Arizona was the highest ranked team in our power rankings by a pretty good margin. And since that week, they're down three and a half points. So they have faded fucking hard. Indy, since that week, has upgraded themselves a point. So I agree with you to the fact that, you know, it's getting a little bit overblown, the Indy narrative, the, you know, they're talking about the running back being the fucking MVP of the league. Anytime you get that kind of fucking talk, this ship has fucking gone off the fucking rails. Like, he's not the fucking MVP. Yes, they're playing well. Carson Wentz is not fucking up at the moment, and that's great. Frank Wright's got those guys playing really good football, which we like Frank Wright. We all we thought he was a good coach. He's starting to prove it now. We thought he was going to turn Wentz around. You know, that was part of our preseason handicap, and he's done that for the most part. I mean, he's done the best he could with that dude. He's rehabilitated a dude that was completely fucking broken in Philadelphia, and now turning him back into a comp. Now, he's not the MVP candidate that he was before, but he's at least a competent quarterback, which, in my estimation, is a hell of a fucking coaching job. And Indy is a really good football team. They've got one of the best GMs. Talking about good GMs. They have one of the best GMs in all of the NFL. He has the second most pro bowlers, or is it first? First or second most pro bowlers of any team in the NFL. I think they were first, actually. Like, the dude has just done a hell of a job building this team and he's got the right coach they've got a quarterback that again gives him a chance i'm not saying he's a fucking world beater he gives him a chance but all that said they're basically dead even teams in our power rankings arizona's only laying one you know home field for arizona is right about two so we're getting a point of value here so i cannot disagree with you that arizona is the side and you know if Arizona just goes out and plays the kind of football that they can, especially defensively. They should be able to win this game. And the fact of the matter is they have to win this game. And on the Indy side, they're in that position where they're just kind of stuck. They're not going to win the division. They, it, it, it wouldn't matter if Tennessee lost to San Francisco or not. They're not going to win the division. They've lost to Tennessee twice. 
They have no chance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how much is Indy's motivation if things start going poorly? You know, do they really want to risk anything? Probably not. And Arizona has to be 100% all fucking in on this game. Like you said, it in their mind, they have to still think they're, they're viable for the number one seed. And they have to go get that number one seed because they know if they have to go to Green mm-hmm. Bay... It's fucking lights oh, yeah. out. So, but the coach bro, the midget shuffle is a real fucking thing. Uh, the the decline in December is a real thing, and we see it. We I mean, we see it through you know years and years of watching this game. The smaller quarterbacks, they just they just fade in December because you know accumulation of hits, accumulation of reps, and they're just not able to withstand the punishment through all the weeks of the NFL, right? But they're at home. It's in a dome. It's got to be their best. They have. They just have to win this game. They have to win this game. Yep. All right. Moving on. We're going to go to Carolina. Well, those Panthers. Cam, I am. <clears throat> Although, the coach said Sam Darnold will see some reps in this game. We're running a two-quarterback two system here, boys and girls. <laughs> so, all bets are off except they're on. And Tampa Bay comes to town, and they're a 10-point road favorite. Yeah, it's short rider for me. You know, you got the Tom bounce back uh, game, but his lack of weapons and their and their uh, the way they've been hit that worries me. That I could see this lasting, you know, a little while here with with their um, their little drop down in, in, in performance here. Um, you know, Carolina last week they had no kicker versus Buffalo. I you know if they have a kicker and didn't have to go for it all the time. It, they might they might have covered that game, so maybe you're getting a little bit of value based on that. I do have a reluctant lean to the huge number in Carolina here. I don't they're they're playing good on defense. Uh, Tom's got a lack of weapons, so I do think the defense will keep them in. However, the news of the you know I, we're doing like just high school senior night bits with the quarterback letting letting one guy start on senior night and then pull, I, I don't know what they're doing like. I don't, this coach doesn't know what he's doing, and I hate, I hate, you know, just noise like that in a game that, without that, it, I mean, I'd be all over Carolina in the huge number with the lack of weapons for Tampa Bay. Division game on the road, yada yada. It, it, it lines up perfect. I just don't like the, you know, Matt Rule. We were high on him coming in. I don't think he's he's shown that he's maybe in over his head. Like, why would you start a quarterback? But then announced that, oh, but don't worry, the backup's going to get a lot of time here. So, you know that that scares me. But yeah, I'm gonna lean to uh, I'm leaning to that big number at home for Carolina. Yeah, I'd have to lean with you. The numbers are with you, and even uh, you know, our algorithm that uh, generally leans toward the favorites is still with Carolina. Uh, Tampa Bay overall is fading a little bit, but Carolina is fading harder. Uh, they've been pretty terrible over the last six weeks. And they do have more COVID people, as I'm looking at the list. Tampa Bay has Jalen Darden and Brashad Perryman and some defensive lineman named Rakeem Nunez Rochas. Yeah, that's decent. Yeah. And uh, Carolina, as I'm scrolling back up, and I apologize for the delay here, but we're working with fucking live information, people, so bear with us. Uh, Carolina... Their center, Pat Elfin, Dennis Daly, guard slash tackle. Pretty sure he's a backup. 
Sam Franklin, uh, Azura Kamara, Derek Brown, who's definitely not a backup, and Matt Barkley. Didn't even know he was still in the NFL. Hmm. He won't be available. So he won't be part of the quarterback rotation. Bummer. I promise you that. Bummer. So that's probably a big plus uh, for Carolina there. Again, I have to lean with you. Uh, I hate it. I fucking hey, hate Hey, maybe they'll use shit. Darnold inside the 20s and bring in Cam, at the, you know, inside the 10 or whatever. So, you know, hey. Are you talking about 20 to 20? Yeah. yeah I mean, 20 if, to 20. if they did that, if they did Darnold 20 to 20 and then brought in Cam in the red zone, I'm all fucking over because I'm, I know, look, dude, I know Cam sucks. I've known Cam sucked since he came into the league. Like, I've been the biggest Cam detractor ever. He had his one miracle MVP year. Other than that, he's three of his ten starting seasons, he's been below average of every analytic number, period. Below average. He's a below average quarterback. He's been below average his entire fucking career. But you get that dude inside the 10-yard line, he is an unstoppable fucking freight train. He's six foot five. He's 265 pounds, and he gets an extra blocker when you just snap it to him and he just, you know, takes off in the quarterback fucking power. You're not going to stop him. You just don't. So, and the over-under on this is only 43. Vegas knows Tampa Bay is not going to be able I mean, the over, that should tell you everything. The over-under is 43. This is a team that averages over 30 points <laughs> a fucking yeah, game. they're going to struggle. So, that should tell you right there that Carolina should absolutely – be in this fucking game, and Tampa Bay's defense has been underperforming all fucking year. There's no other way to play it except Carolina plus the 10. Now, could they totally fuck us in the ass? Of course. Of course. Darnold could fucking throw three interceptions, and we could be just fucked. And it could be fucking 37 to 3, and it could still go fucking under. But Well, obviously. Well, obviously. But I do fully expect Tampa Bay to win, and when they win... That's going to clinch our under total for Carolina. It's going to be another fucking ticket we're going to cash in January when we're back in town in Vegas. So it's going to be a win for us uh, either way. But, yeah, Carolina. I like Carolina plus the 10 there. All right, moving on. Those goddamn dirty Philadelphia Eagles are 10-point favorites, home favorites over the New York football, kind of, Giants. Yeah, I don't – I don't (laughs) – I don't know what you're supposed to do with a game like this. I mean, you got Philly coming off the week, coming off the week before with nine days rest, and then they and and they start out. Or excuse me, let me start over. They the week before this last game against White. I'm so confused because you can't tell where fucking games are and which week they land in because they're moving them all over the place. But the before the game against Washington, they had nine days of rest, and it kind of showed because they started off sluggish against a team they should should have easily handled. They kicked it on in the second half, you know, whatever. But now they're coming off only five days rest because of because of moving the games around uh, and playing the shitty Giants. So, you know, I don't know if you need some sort of, like, DeLorean and flux capacitor to figure out, like, the time travels of, of where, all, <laughs> where physically and mentally where you are as a team. I mean, you really need to kind of be in the locker room to get a feel for where this team is with all this movement back and forth. It's, it's really just so unfair not only to to the teams and to the league, but to, to you know to all of us trying to make trying to make money on these teams. But the Giants are so fucking terrible. Much like you said about Cleveland, if all things equal, I'd be all over Philly here in a smash spot. Uh, but it's just not. They're moving it around. So, I, I, what do the numbers say? 
if they can help out at all, and maybe there's a COVID situation that can help out at all, but you know, I really don't know what to do with this game. It's probably probably just a pass for me on this one. Yeah, the numbers on the Giants that spread this big, but um, like you said, with the rest situation, but I mean, both these coaches are young coaches, so that's that's not going to help us either way. Neither one of these guys know how to prepare for this situation, and the Giants have. Uh, Deion Crossing, Adoree Jackson, Aaron Robinson, Cam Brown, and John Ross on the COVID list. Um, so definitely at least two starters there. Philadelphia only has Ryan Kerrigan. I believe he's played pretty much rotational uh, with them. Uh, Raven Clark is a tackle. I don't know. Maybe you can help me know. out. Andre Dillard, another tackle. Um and then Landon Dickerson says offensive lineman, so I'm pretty sure he's a backup. No, he's a starter. He's out. He's on the list. Okay. That's so. I mean, it's it's pretty much even. I would say um, on that a couple of starters, and maybe on both teams. I mean, the Giants do have the numbers on their favor um, now with the. With the favorite algorithm, they they favor Philly in this, uh, so it kind of makes it a toss up. Basically, those games have actually it's a full disagreement on the figure out which actually that when that's happened for us, that's twenty two and twelve. This algorithm is this year when it disagrees, so it's hitting at a tremendous fucking clip. So really, tremendous. it's telling us that Philly is the favorite, and that is the play. And here's my thing, just on the game theory part of it. Uh, Philly is a smash mouth running football team. Now that's what they are. They finally they've found their identity about four weeks into the league or four weeks into the year. Unfortunately for us, they beat us on the uh, under total because they found an identity with Jalen Hurts. And I but I did hit my over 650 rushing yards uh, for the season for Jalen Hurts. So did hit a ticket on that. Got a little bit of my money back there, but. You know, when you got a smash mouth football team playing against a team that knows they're dead, uh, the Giants, they we've already won on them on the season total under. Um, they have no playoff hopes. They've been officially eliminated. When you get into that kind of spot, you know, they'll fight for a little bit, but if Philly starts to run it up on them, and how, how long are they really going to fight against a team that's going to line up and hit them in the fucking mouth? There's a huge fucking quit factor in this game for sure. It's an ugly, it's 40 and a half as a total. It's going to be an ugly game. Um, like you said, all things being equal, maybe Philly's a little tired. Maybe the Giants can't sneak in that 10 points. But, you know, Daniel Jones has been ruled out for the season. That's another big, you know, kind of blow to him. So now they've got maybe Jake Fromm starting. I don't even know who's fucking starting quarterback for him because Lennon was pulled last game. Uh, and he's fucking terrible anyway, so... It's man, gross. It, it, gross game. It is gross. I if I had if I had to, I'd probably just lay. I'd probably just lay the ten. Honestly. Yeah. All right, moving on. Those Houston Texans are ten point home dogs to the L.A. Superchargers. <laughs> yeah. Well, first things first. To get a little bit, let's get something out of the way. You were actually right about uh, Davis fucking Mills. It is not David Mills. Um, you know, <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal to to the Mills family and anybody else who is unfortunately naming your your son 
Davis, um, you don't name someone, <laughs> you don't give someone two last names, okay? Yeah, like I wouldn't say, hey, my name is Johnson Smith. You mean John Smith? No, no, no. Johnson, my name is Johnson. Like that, you don't do that. That's why you confuse me. That's why you confuse the internet. So let's just, you were right. I was wrong. He's got a stupid name. So now that's out of the way. Uh, I hate the fact that I am going to lean to Houston here. I, and, and matter of fact, I might be off of it because I did hear that Cooks, Brandon Cooks for, for Houston might be out with COVID. I'll let you. Oh, sir. No. The list is so long for them. Oh, it's so long. Okay, then, then just forget it. This is a, this is a pass. Just forget everything. Time saver. Moving on. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's it got to be a complete pass. You've got okay. So I'm not going to list all these fucking names. Mm-hmm. I'll just count them: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, tw- twenty-one players. I mean, what are we doing for Houston? Is on the on this fucking. What list. are we doing? Twenty-one. Fucking players. Now, looking down at the LA Superchargers, um, they've got quite a list themselves. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. And there's a couple of big names. Joey Brosa is on the list. And so is Austin <clears throat> Eckler. Just got added yesterday. So there's a couple of key players probably out on that side as well. Uh, however... The Chargers have to win this game. They know they have to win this game. You know, they're motivated to get the margin. I don't. I don't even know if motivation comes into it at this point. I don't know if Houston has the manpower. I mean, they. First of all, they fucking suck. Mm-hmm. They're one of the worst teams in the fucking NFL, and you just took twenty-one players off the worst team. Accurate. Off the worst team. So like, they already were gonna fucking blow, and now you've lost twenty-one players off even the worst fucking roster. They got to replace them with fucking somebody. I'm surprised my cell phone hasn't rang. I'm in pretty good shape. I mean, you know, my forty time isn't what it used to be, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm still yet, I'm still yet to be drafted. Nope. I've put my name in Don't every hold year. Your breath. I, I, no, I'm not at this point. I'm not at this point. I, you know, you know, but I stay ready, just like To, baby. I fucking stay ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't bet this. I cannot bet. I mean, I would love to bet Houston in this game. I'd love to bet Houston because Davis Mills <laughs> is actually playing a better brand of quarterback than a lot of these rookies are, you know, throughout his starts. Uh, and last thing I'll say on Davis Mills, his name is Davis because obviously he is fucking very rich and white, and he grew up like that, just like Davis Love <clears throat> the third, <clears throat> and all the fucking Davises that I can name. So that is a rich White person's name. The dude has been privileged his whole fucking life. But you know what? He's playing some pretty good football, all things considered. But I don't I, care. I can't, I, can't bet I, hate this, him. I can't bet this game. I hate him, and I hate his stupid name. And <laughs> <laughs> moving on. All right. We're going to move on to Hotlanta with those Falcons. Those fucking <clears throat> Falcons. Man, do we ever need them to lose this game. But uh, they're five-and-a-half-point favorites now over the your Detroit Lions. Yeah, I'm not falling for the public dog here in this one. Uh, the last time Detroit came off of a win, they had a they had a big letdown game. I'm expecting that again. I actually hope that that the public's all over Detroit trying to back them off that big win last week. Uh, it only makes me makes me want Atlanta even more. Uh, and that, and as a matter of fact, this is the sweet spot for Atlanta. All they do is beat up bad teams, uh, and they suck against the good teams. So. 
You know, last week against San Francisco, four trips inside the five-yard line against San Francisco. Atlanta scored zero points on 16 plays. That is very hard to do. Very hard to do. But it does show that they are moving the ball. You know, and, and you know, Matt Ryan, he's he is what he is, but he's not, you know, overall, he's not having a horrible year considering with what he's having to deal with offensively and a new offensive system. So don't be surprised if you see Matt Ryan be one of those hot, you know, new team, you know, Matt Stafford type quarterbacks next year in the offseason, see where he lands. But um yeah, it's this this is what Atlanta does. It does. They beat up these shitty teams. Detroit coming off a win. This is a smash spot for Atlanta for me. Yeah, uh, I would love to disagree with you because you know how much I want fucking Detroit to win this <laughs> game. However, um, you know, their best player, whatever, whatever you think of him, he is their best player is Jared Goff, and he's on the fucking COVID oh, list. Jesus. So they only have three, and Atlanta only has two, so not very hard hit teams either way. <clears throat> he could come off. Um, I'm sorry, Atlanta only has one, some guy I've never even fucking heard of. So when are, they, when are we supposed okay. to get the – update on when all these fucktards may or may not come off the list. Well, I mean, sir, they have to have one negative COVID oh. test per the new agreement, so... Who's who's making this agreement? I mean, don't get me started. Like, they don't have to. They could just say we're not doing it, but, you know, don't get me started. I'm, I'm three beers in, well, and, and it's just going to get worse it, from here. If you want to bitch about that, then you need to fucking look at the Players Association because they're the ones. The NFL was pushing to, hey, no more testing. And the Players Association is like, no, 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 no. We're not. We're, we're still oh testing. Oh, my God. We want our players to be healthy. Shocker that it was a fucking so, union that got in the way of a good of a good thing. Big shocker there. Shocker. But, yeah, I uh, again, all things being considered, Detroit is the play by the numbers. Um I mean, it's not. I mean, it's really not even close. They're they're not quite equal teams, but they're not that fucking far away. Do we get Atlanta should not be laying five and a half points to fucking air. That's the bottom fucking line. Uh, even our fucking uh, favorite algorithm likes Detroit. So it's it's Detroit all the way by the analytics, one hundred fucking percent. But again, this is what Atlanta does. They beat bad teams. Matt Ryan's made an entire fucking career out of it. They beat bad teams. Generally with bad quarterbacks, Jerry Goff's not a bad quarterback, but he's not great, and he might not even fucking play, which means you've got, I don't even know who their fucking backup is. I couldn't fucking tell you because, uh, you know what, Jerry Goff's played every yeah, snap it, so it, far, so kudos. No, he hasn't. They they had that, oh, God, now you're going to make me look it up, but it, it doesn't fucking matter. Let's, let's, let's move on. I don't care that much. I, I'm rooting for the right. Lions. I'll say that. All right, we're going to move on. Oh, what a shit show. All right, we're going to move on to Cincinnati. I actually, this is a game I actually yeah. like. Those Bengals fighting Burroughs. Minus three points at home versus the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, this is a really good game. I, this, you're right. This is a good game to watch. No, I, almost, I mean, it doesn't really matter who starts for Baltimore at quarterback. To be quite honest, I feel like they're both kind of the same guy, at least this year, and a short sample for the backup. Um, so, but coming off a loss, and Baltimore coming off a loss, and since he coming off a win, the flip-flop factor there would point me towards Baltimore. Um, but since he did beat them the last time, 
they played, and it burned me. Like like when Cincy beat Pittsburgh the first time, I was all over Pittsburgh the next time because I didn't think there was any way that Cincy could sweep Pittsburgh. Well, forty one to ten, Cincinnati happened in that game. Um, again, do I think that Cincy's gonna sweep Pittsburgh and Baltimore? Holy shit, man! Like we were talking about a whole other level if they can do that. So that alone situationally will point me towards Baltimore in this game with the points um you know points teaser money line I'm probably I'm probably on Baltimore every which way unless you've got something over there with the COVID bullshit that's going to take me off of it but I just you know since it can burn me again on this one and I'll just tip my hat to him and say you know what you're way better than 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 I thought coming in. You're way better at the end of the season than I ever thought you could continue to be and I'll just tip my hat to him but I'm going to be on Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going to be opposite of you. The numbers going to be opposite of you. And since he's going to win this game handily, just like they won the first game, very handily. <laughs> I've been saying it right here on this podcast. Fuck, I don't know how many weeks in a row. Baltimore is a bad football team. They're a bad football team. They've been a bad football team since like week eight. They've won a bunch of games they should never have fucking won. They should be sub 500. They should be in the fucking cellar in this fucking division. That might right where they end up. It might be. Cincy is an above average, and they're more than above average football team. They're a very decent football team by our power rankings. And Baltimore is one point below average. They suck dick. <laughs> they suck. Uh, COVID wise, yeah, Baltimore has way more players than fucking Cincy does. I'm looking through the list. Anybody that you care about. I mean, Jimmy Smith, obviously he matters. Sammy Watkins, don't care much, how much you care about that. Yeah. Uh, look at the line. Oh, Justin uh, Matabuke. He's on the Matabuke. fucking list. Matabuke. That's A&M boy. You should know him. Yeah, I do know him. Uh, Geno Stone just hit the list. Uh, Parnell McPhee just hit the list. Man. Uh, Jimmy Smith is on the fucking list. He's on the list like, twice. They've got fucking problems, and they've got fucking injuries on top of fucking injuries <laughs> on top of fucking injuries. They're, I mean, since since he's just gonna beat, they're gonna beat the shit out of this team. The only player that since he has on this list is fucking Cheeto, which every Cowboys fan remember how good that fucking guy nice. is. Yeah, he nice. sucks. Not, he's actually grading out well this year for them. Well, whatever. It, it's not gonna. It's not gonna matter because even the new quarterback for Baltimore runs the same offense they ran with Lamar. And like you said, I don't downgrade them one bit for that because you know with Lamar being banged up, hit Lamar Jackson has scored fourteen touchdowns. Mm. Fourteen touchdowns in twelve games this year. So he is a non-factor. He is a non-factor. He's not played well all year. Nobody wants to talk about it, but whatever. This like I would let Lamar. And we'll talk about it more in the offseason, but I would let Lamar Jackson walk today. Today. And just roll with this fucking kid that's out there playing who's a younger version of the same fucking thing you have. And by the way, I think he throws a better football than Lamar. Sounds Absolutely like do. A, sounds now, like an offseason conversation to me. Yeah. But either way, yeah, I'm all over sensing this fucking game. I think they fucking roll. I don't I don't even think this game is competitive. Ooh, I really don't. All right. I like it. All right, moving on. Those Minnesota Vikings fighting Kirk Cousins. They're at home. It's at noon, and they're three-point home dogs to the Rams. 
Three-point home dogs to the Rams. Why does this game... Oh, this game just feels like I'm expecting a letdown from both teams and both quarterbacks. I just... I don't like the... I don't like the situational spot for either team. Obviously, the Rams are a better team than Minnesota. Uh, yeah, two, two covers. covers. So, you know, it's set up for them to kind of fall flat on their face here. But I don't trust the Rams – Stafford specifically on the road in this dome, tough environment. Um, you know, I would probably be on a force lean. I'd probably take those three points at home and expect it to be a last, you know, last second win either way for either team. But Well, if you like the points like my buddy does, you need to grab it at Circa and FanDuel and PointsBet. They're all at three and a half, so it's trending up towards the Rams. And even at the minus three, everywhere I see they're charging 20 cents for that three points if you want to fucking uh, lay the three. So, obviously, this line is going to continue to move towards three and a half at every book in town. So, if you want the three, you're going to have to pay 10 cents extra big right now to get it, but... I would definitely uh, grab, or I'd, I'd grab it at three and a half, and it probably even wait. I'd probably just keep waiting on this game. Uh, Minnesota has the better of the uh, COVID situation as far as numbers. However, however, the most important player on their team, Dalvin Cook, hit the list today. Oh, Jesus. So without that dude, this team don't go. Uh, Kirk Cousins. One and covered a game on Monday night in which he went 12 for 24 and threw for 86 yards. <laughs> and an interception. Yeah. So, primetime so... Kirk Cousins has not gone anywhere. Yeah. Primetime Kirk Cousins has not gone anywhere. He's not gotten better. Uh, the other primetime game he covered, he had as many interceptions in the second half as he had completions. Yeah. He's been horrible. So... <laughs> <laughs> And if he plays like that, which I, I expect him to play better, it is at noon. They're at home. But if he plays anywhere close to as bad as he's played in the last, <laughs> which has been his worst two games all season, they're going to get blown the fuck out. Uh, the Rams are really coming on at this time of the year. I saw today where um, the who was, who's the kid? They drafted the running back for uh, the tours, for the Rams, the tours of oh, Achilles. Oh, Cam Akers. Yeah. Unbelievably, he tore his Achilles. He was cleared today to practice, and he's practicing. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to play this week, but the Rams are one of those teams. They really remind me of the Bucks last year, man, where they're starting to – they hit that little midseason lull. They started hot, hit the lull. They're coming on. Their defense is really gelling. Ramsey's playing out of his fucking mind. Darnold's still the fucking dude. Uh, their offense is starting to click on all fucking cylinders. You know, OBJ is getting, you know, used to the offense at this point. They're they're really starting to fucking pop on all cylinders, and they're going to be a very, very dangerous team going forward. Um, I wouldn't mind taking Minnesota with the three and a half, especially with the three and a half. It's probably going to get to four, if I'm being honest, by kickoff, especially with the news of Dalvin Cook being gone. But, man, without Dalvin Cook, it's, it's just such you're, – you're all on Cousins at this point. And I'd say that Noontime Cousins can't do it because he's really good. As bad as he is everywhere else at noon, 
He's pretty fucking nails, especially against the spread. But, whew, man, these Rams, uh, they're really fucking firing right now. So I'd be weary of this pick. I'd be weary. I would go pick up Cam Akers in all my fantasy leagues if I wasn't in last place in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably first in the waiver wire, though, so you yeah, can do it. I haven't checked. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on to those New York J-E-T-S. And they are at home. And they are a consensus pick Versus uh, my Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm pretty confident this game will end in a zero-zero tie, and they won't even they won't even be allowed to go to overtime because you know the league will just say, you know what, that's we're not going to force people to watch any more of what you just put out there. I think they'll even eliminate the Jets and the Jags from the NFL, and next year we'll have 30 teams instead of 32. I don't give a shit about this game. Moving on. Yeah, these are two of the very worst, the very worst uh, teams in the NFL. Um, however, I do like the Jets in this game. We do need them to lose one more of any of the last three to hit the under, so I'm not worried about that. We're going to hit that. But I actually do like the Jets in this game, looking at the COVID situation as I scroll. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the only team in the league that have no people on COVID because COVID does not exist in Florida. So, if you didn't know that, now you know it. Uh, it's too fucking, it's too goddamn hot. It's too hot. And then, uh, the Jets. Whew, this list. It's a lot. It is a lot of fucking people. Um, yeah, I can't see anybody that's, well, Vera Tucker. That's, that's a big one. That's gonna hurt. Uh, but again, I don't. I don't know the Jacksonville. Uh, you know, I don't know that they could take advantage of anything. And you know, one thing that I've and it, I'll put this on me. Last week we had Jacksonville uh, to cover. We, of course, we didn't bet it, but we put it in the contest. Uh, I didn't fully factor in the fact that you know they saw an opportunity to seize the number one pick in the NFL. And they did that, or they put themselves in the lead by losing to Houston. They know Houston's going to lose this week to the Chargers. If they beat the Jets, then they're back in a three-way tie. And actually, they'll be ahead of the Jets, obviously, so they won't get the number one pick. I I just can't see any, any motivation for them to go win this football game at all. The Jets are at home. It's going to be cold as fuck. Jacksonville's not going to want to be there. They're not going to want to fucking play. I mean, this this could be like the coming out party for uh, old Zachy boy up there, and the Jets could win this. I mean, they they could fucking roll like six to nothing in this game. I mean, they uh, really could. I could see it happening. Explosion, explosion of offense. Yeah, but yeah, I I actually like the Jets Man. in that game. All right, moving on. Those New England Patriots, two and a half point home favorites against the Buffalo. We will. Fucking test your kids' bills. Mm-hmm. Well, the weather's going to be normal, you know, relatively normal in this game. So Buffalo will not have any excuses, and they should be treating this game like it's their Super Bowl. Not only are they, you know, fighting for their playoff lives, if they have any 
you know, plans to win this division. They have to win this game. Uh, you know, I'm not. I can't hit the sounder just because I can't go against Bill at home here. Uh, you know, but Buffalo was embarrassed that night. That was an embarrassing loss when a team just lines up and throws the ball like whatever it was two or three times and wins a game against you. Uh, that is that is that's embarrassing. So that should be a lot of fire in the Buffalo. Um, but you know, I can't hit the sounder for, for obvious reasons, but I do lean to Buffalo with the points and I will have them teased up to the eight and a half. I, uh, did you say it's still at two and a half? Yeah. So I will tease them up to the eight and a half. Uh, but you know, it's Buffalo, Buffalo better get this game if they plan on, you know, snapping back into being real contenders in this division and in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm I'm all over Buffalo in this game. Um, the numbers are split, so there's no help there. But like you said, I mean it, it's it's max motivation those both sides. So there's no edge there for me. Um, however, you know if if Mac and Cheese has to play a real football game against still still the number one DVOA defense in the league against Buffalo. Mm. You know, and now Buffalo is seeing. I mean, New England can't have a running play left that they didn't call. They can't. They they threw the ball three fucking times, so they have to have called every fucking running play that they have in the goddamn playbook. So Buffalo's seen it all. They should be able to go handle that now and go win this football game. If they don't, if Buffalo does not win this game, then the coach is not. Anywhere close to where I thought he was, obviously. And you and I both have our reservations about fucking Josh Allen. Uh, the entire time, we we didn't believe that he was as good as he was last year. We've been proven right about that this year. He's, he's regressed uh, even more than I thought he would, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But if they can't go win this game after seeing all of New England's running plays the last time and if they can't handle mac and cheese with that badass defense that they have and the the covid situation is pretty much even on both sides you know not anything too terrible for either team so it's pretty close to you know it, it it's no different than you know normal injuries or whatever uh for both sides so if buffalo can't go win this game that is serious serious doubts upon their coach and upon their quarterback so Man, they they have to, they have to win this game, and I like Buffalo to win. Yeah, so. we'll get we'll get in all that in the offseason, but I mean, I wouldn't make any big, you know, they're basically gone the last two years doing what they're doing with zero running game. So you know, a coach can only do so much, quarterback can only do so much. You got to get a running game, and that should be something they highly address in the offseason. Yeah, but they don't even try because they can't. They don't. Even their running backs suck. Like Moss is a bust. Oh my god, dude! I mean, a run. How easy is it to find a fucking for them? Back? Hard. It's hard, and they they don't get any push on the offensive line. They're well, then that's coaching. Mm-hmm. That that's got to be coaching. If you can pass block, but you can't run block, and you don't even attempt to run, like that's just a philosophy thing that they have. And I get that they're trying to be. He he's trying to be the next Belichick to be ahead of where everybody else is at. He's trying to you know zig when everybody else zags or whatever. But his fucking zagging is not fucking like it worked last year to an extent. But everybody's caught up to it, and they won't zig again. They just keep doing this. They just they let everybody run on them, and they don't even attempt to run. It's like okay, well that worked for one year, but it's not working now. So now what are you gonna do? 
This game is trending down, by the way. It's two points at quite a few books. So mm. uh, I would expect this game Good. to get closer to that pick em towards kickoff. Get it so in. Just, just watch it. But, yeah. I, I mean, it's Buffalo pass for me in this one. That's, that's all I'll yeah. say. All right, moving on. Seattle. Those Seahawks. Uh, they are pretty much dream crushed last week. I think they have like 0.6% chance of making the playoffs at this point. <laughs> but they're minus six and a half over a team in the Bears who we hit an under total on last week for season total. They're officially eliminated from the playoffs. So six and a half points, Seattle home favorites over the Bears. Yeah, but you're telling me there's still a chance for Seattle. So take that. 0.6 or whatever you just said, chance, and then take couple that with the fact that Chicago with Nagy is three and twenty-two ATS as dogs over three and a half or three points, and yeah, get. I'm on Seattle here. Mm. I don't. I don't give a shit. Fucking Chicago's. You, you want to talk about it now? Now that's a coach I will give up on. I'm always cautioned about giving up too quick on these coaches and GMs, especially when you know they've shown signs of, you know. Yeah, at least, a, at least a clue of going in the right direction. Direction at times, this guy not once in his career has shown that he knows what he's doing. Uh, besides year one, I guess they had that little you know run. But he made the playoffs twice with Mitch Trubisky. Okay, well, so okay, so you're gonna you're gonna defend that? You gonna defend him? I'll defend the fact that they fucking got rid of the wrong quarterback and drafted another shitty one. I'm not saying I Mitch mean, Trubisky wasn't good either, but he's better than fucking Justin Fields. And na- well, okay. Oh, is he going to be better than him in two years? No. He's no. Yes. No. Oh, we can. Yes, Mr. Mitch Trubisky will always be. Oh better than my Fields god! No, he will forever. not. I'll, I'll, I'll make forever. a bet on that right forever. now. Forever. Okay. We'll have to set the parameters and what the bet is and what where we're gonna what stats we're gonna fucking line that up on. Yes. Yes, he will. Justin Fields has the worst QBR through nine starts in the history of the NFL. The fucking history. Mm-hmm. Now, Zach Wilson could beat that history this week if he doesn't pass him because he's behind him right now through eight stars or whatever he's fucking had. But through the history, through the entire history of the NFL, He's the worst quarterback of all fucking time. Yeah, I can't stars. wait for the offseason. We'll have a good bet there. But, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Seattle here. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. This, the, the Bears are done. They know they're done. Nagy knows he's fucking fired. Six and a half points. It's a short fucking line. I, I'm trying to find out why it's only six and a half. I mean, Seattle doesn't have that many people on the COVID list. Uh, Chicago just lost their best defender today. Got put on the COVID list. And uh, maybe he's not their best. But Who, Quinn? You could probably tell me better. But uh, uh, King oh, Hicks DT? just hit the fucking yeah. list. Yeah. I mean, he... He's, you know, their best defensive lineman, so. Yeah. He just hit the list. Uh, you know, I, the, the Bears have nothing left. They have nothing fucking left. They were eliminated from the playoffs. It, Quitting you know, time. Pretty much dream crusher on both sides. So, but Seattle still is barely alive. So, yeah. You, you got to go. And, 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 and Tyler Lockett will be back this game. Tyler Lockett did not play last game, and that is their only true deep threat. I know that people want to think that the fucking Megatron wannabe is a deep threat. He's not. Uh, he runs in he's, straight lines, and he's, he's not awesome. that good. We're not going to have. We're going to have so many arguments he, in the offseason. I can't. He's not oh, good. We, oh, he's, he's not, not good. good. 
He okay. He's average. He's average. Mm. All right. Is that fair to say? I mean, I don't know what his PFF grade, but I it can't be too much better than the average. I mean, I don't know. I'll look it up, but. Well, I mean, you you I have the data. Have, you I just tell don't me. have it pulled up right now, but I mean, my my eyeball test tells me that he's definitely better than average. I mean, Des Bryant couldn't run routes either, and he caught seventy five touchdowns in the NFL. Yeah, but yeah, but Des Bryant fucking caught touchdowns and made plays all over the place. When's the last time this dude caught a touchdown? I don't remember the last time he caught a touchdown. You know who catches touchdowns on that team? Fucking Tyler Lockett. You know who fucking takes the top of the defense? Tyler Lockett. You know how to fucking who converts third downs? Tyler Lockett. He makes the whole fucking thing go because he's actually a good receiver, and DJ Metcalf is average. He's oh average. Oh my god! All right. Oh, I can't wait for that. I mean, he's got he's got eight touchdowns this year. By the way, he had ten last year, so he does catch touchdowns. Great. How many? How many does Tyler Lockett have? Uh, this isn't. A t- we're not talking about Tyler Lockett. We're talking about. You said DK Metcalf was average, and he had thirteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns last year. That is not average. Well, no, that was a great year, but now this year he's regressed back as, to his knee. As has Russell Wilson. As had Tyler Lockett's numbers are down. The whole the whole offense is down. Well, Russell Wilson missed half the fucking. It hasn't season. been good when he's been in there. That that offense is broken. No, I still think they're going to cover, so I agree with you. All right. Even though I disagree with you. All right. We're going to have a lot of good (laughs) off-season fights. I can't wait. (laughs) All right, boys and girls, we're going to Kansas City. And they're eight-and-a-half-point home favorites versus those Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, we're going to – speaking of disagreements, we're going to have a disagreement here because this is my Danger Zone Game of the Week. All right, so normally, yes, I'd be on Kansas City here with that number. I do understand that COVID has hit Kansas City. However, however, this feels trappy as fuck. It felt trappy before the COVID news, and it certainly still feels trappy now. Uh, what you just said is seven and a half? Eight, eight and a half. half. So why would it be eight and a half with no, with no Kelsey and no Hill it's almost like Vegas knows something. They're begging you to take those points. They were begging you before when it was what 10, 10 and a half with Kansas City. It, the numbers have the line has felt trappy the entire time. Obviously, it's dangerous because yes, I know. I already know without even asking you. Computers are going to be on Pittsburgh. I know. You know. I know everything. I know Kansas City's been been struggling scoring. They're certainly going to struggle scoring here without their main guys. But this. Just feels trappy. Uh, and Kansas City defense has been playing really well. And Pittsburgh, oh my God. Watching that, we got a win last week <laughs> with Pittsburgh in a game we had no business winning. That was like watching pulling fucking teeth on offense. Um, you know, 20 to 10 type game, 24 to 10, 27 to 13, whatever. It just, it feels like a low score. I do love the under. Like, I mean, I love the under in this game. I don't know what it's gone down to. I think it was at 48 and a half, 49 before the uh, Kelsey and Hill news. So I still love the under. It probably hasn't gone down enough to change my mind on that one. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to dangerously lean to Kansas City here. What do you got? Yeah, the numbers are split on this one. Um, 
You know, Devin Bush, probably the biggest uh, addition, and Isaiah Bugs for Pittsburgh Steelers to the COVID list as far as that goes. But, yeah, Kansas City's definitely getting the worst part of it. Um, here's where I don't like Kansas City because if Tyreek Hill doesn't play, and, again, he still could come back, and if he comes back, then I'm probably on your side. But if he doesn't, you know, Tyreek Hill is the dude. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it all year long. If you can limit him and not let him, you know, make the big splash play, Mahomes has trouble, you know, matriculating the ball down the field. Eventually, he's going to make a mistake. He's made, I mean, I don't know how many interceptions he has this year. His mechanics are fucking terrible. But they've always been terrible. That's just who he is. But eventually, that shit catches up to you. And with the pass rush that Pittsburgh has, your boy fucking TJ Watt over there is going to be fucking bearing down on him. You know, if, if Pittsburgh, which they're a smart team, they should fucking pick up the scheme that everybody else has. And if they do, everybody else is fucking shutting down. And I know Kansas City won last week, but Mahomes didn't play well. Still, still didn't play well. Um, other than the Raiders and two games, I don't really remember the last time he had a fucking good game. So, I mean, as bad as it hurts, but I mean, I got fucking Patrick Mahomes my starting quarterback in fantasy and there's nothing else I can fucking do about it. And maybe it's a big shootout, but I doubt it. The total's down to 45, so Vegas is definitely not expecting that. Uh, and yeah, Pittsburgh does stink on offense, but like I said last week, Big Ben has played as well as pretty much any quarterback over the last fucking eight weeks of the season, as far as his numbers go. Uh, last week, yeah, notwithstanding, so obviously, because, yeah, he was pretty bad. But we'll see what he can do against this Kansas City defense, which is which is legitimately now, I, I poo-pooed it for a little bit, but now we have enough data, enough trend lines. They are trending up, and it's all because of the defense and nothing to do with the offense. So I really like your underling here. They're just like Dallas. They're they're but, winning with defense instead of offense, which is not what you would really. It's just not expected, yeah. yeah. But without Tyreek Hill, I mean, if he plays, then yeah, I'm, I'm with you. But if he doesn't, and it looks like Caesars is betting on that he does, because Caesars is all alone on an island with Kansas City minus ten. Hmm, interesting. So that is interesting, and. You know, maybe maybe they just got a lot of heavy money on Pittsburgh, and they're just, or sorry, heavy money on Kansas City. And they're just trying to get some Pittsburgh money to fucking even their ledger. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, if if Hill doesn't play, then yeah, I'd, I'd have to take Pittsburgh in the eight and a half. I just I have to. I mean, again, it's Tomlin Tomlin as a dog. It's not as good as his home numbers, but overall, the dude's fucking awesome as a dog. Like they just don't they don't get blown out. Like that's not what happened. They'll get blown out, but not when they're expecting to get blown out. Yep. All right. All right, moving on. Our Las Vegas Raiders are at home, and their consensus pick them against the Denver Broncos. Yeah, both Stevens, if you would like to give me a Christmas present, it would be to allow me to never have to handicap for the rest of the year either one of these teams um i don't really like i'm i'm done with done with these two teams um this is a pass for me anyways where the line's at i I can't stand i can't stand you know denver is denver has been the most them in minnesota and i don't know if you count cleveland or not but denver and minnesota those are the two teams that have been the most disappointing to me all year so I really just can't stand them. 
Vegas for other reasons. They're you know they're off the field shit and the coaching drama. Just these two teams wear me out, and I don't want to deal with them anymore. So you tell me who should we take? Well, I will say that you're only disappointed in Denver and Minnesota because your expectations were wrong uh, of both of them. So here's oh. what we need. We need Denver to win this game. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not going to throw shots at me and just move on. So what do you mean my expectation? What did I expect Denver to do? Oh, you fought me like hell. On what? On, uh, them, on them being good. And I was like, no, uh, they're not good. No, no, no. I didn't say they would be. I just, I was fighting you on they could be good and go over the total, which they might. Not like I said they were going to make the playoffs or anything. I didn't pick them to go to the playoffs. No, you didn't. I was wrong yeah. about Minnesota. You, you're right there. I was dead wrong. Man. Yeah. Well, we need Denver to win this game. We do have an undertaking on them. However, we also have an undertaking on the Raiders. But we need the Raiders to die. We need them <laughs> to lose all of their games and just go away. And we wouldn't need that, you know, if fucking COVID didn't exist because they took a last-second field goal to beat Nick Suck My Goddamn McMullins. So if Baker and all the boys were out there for Cleveland, they'd have got a fucking drum rolled yes. in that game and it wouldn't even be a fucking contest Bullshit. and we'd want them and we'd want them to win this game thanks a lot thanks a lot but, Fauci. yeah thanks a lot you fucking piece of shit anyway um the 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 numbers all over the board in vegas it is consensus picking but i see uh vegas is a one-point favorite and caesars i see denver's a one-point favorite at FanDuel. Mm. i see half points thrown around on both sides <laughs> I don't know anybody really knows, knows what to do with this game. Yeah. Uh, it's 41 and a half is the total, which is fucking mm-hmm. gross. I just hope that that fucking pumpkin pie haircutter freak, oh. Drew Locke, can go out there and win us one goddamn football game. And then we need him to die. We need them to win and then die for two weeks. And we need Raiders to die for three weeks. And that's all there is to it. Like, that's how we have to have it. So that's what I'm going to be rooting for. I will not be putting a no. dollar on this fucking Fuck game, no. but all of my rooting capacity will be for Drew Locke and his stupid ass to just, just if he just doesn't throw any interceptions, Vegas is not going to score the football. They're just not going to do it, and hopefully Denver can get 17 points and win. I think that's probably Tease them up. both up. Same. Tease them both up. Like, yeah. <laughs> And just hit the middle because this is going to be a one, two, or three point win either way. Yeah. 17 14, 2017. Sure. Fucking please, please, sweet baby Jesus. Go yeah. bomb those. All right. Moving on uh, to those Dallas Cowboys. Sunday night football. Mm. They're playing the football people. They're 10 and a half point home favorites. Fuck. 10. And- Look. Yes, obviously, normally I would lean to that number. That's fucking ridiculous, 10.5 points. But I'm not going against Dak in this division anymore until proven otherwise. Even though he's not playing well and they're winning on defense, not offense, I don't care. I can't go. I'm not beating my head against that wall anymore. Um, you know, let's see what else do I have written down here. Defense, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, that's it. It's it's literally just Dak against the division is, is, is going to put me on that side. Uh, you know, ten and a half. That's oh my god. I mean, it's a dangle number. Like I mean, it just feels like a dangle trap number. Everything's pointing to Dallas for me. Um, you know, we'll see if Washington can actually show up and, and show a little fight here. 
But yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on Dallas on this one. I, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, the uh, skunky beer from Germany will be back uh, for this game, uh, apparently. Okay. So he, he's no longer dying of COVID. Uh, so that's good news mm-hmm. for him. But yeah, I gave out this trend last week, and fuck, I'll give it out again. Or last week, I'll give it out again. And updated numbers. Dak Prescott is now 21 and 8 ATS versus the NFC East. Mm. And when he's favored by more than three points, it's been 20 games now. He's now 17 and 3 <laughs> ATS. Why would you go against that? Just, no. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you? I, don't, I mean, again, Washington's, they're coming off a dream crushing loss. Yep. I mean,. They know, they know they're pretty much out of it. Like, yes, there I guess there's miracle, you know, computations or whatever. They can fucking still make it in or whatever the short fuck. Week. But it's a short week for them. Their quarterback is, you know, he just literally came off of ICU from COVID, mm-hmm. I believe. Or he had a couple of Kleenexes he had to throw away. Whatever it was, I don't care. They're coming off a short week. They're playing in prime time, which – Every person that knows has watched the football team for any amount of time knows they don't do well in prime time, no matter who the fucking quarterback is. That's true. Now, I do like the under here, though. 47, that seems high. That does seem high. Seems high. high. Now, I think the reason why it is that high is Vegas has finally come into – they've just had to factor it in out. Dallas just turns the fucking ball over. Like, they – I mean, they're averaging... I don't even know what their average is now. It's like at least two a game. They had four more last week. They just fucking take the ball away. And anytime you take the ball away, your scoring is going to go up. But here's what I will say. Dallas is, uh, I think, third or fourth worst in the entire NFL in red zone and scoring touchdowns. They're awful at it, and that points to bad quarterback play. That's exa- That is one stat that you can always look at and say, how good is my quarterback? When you look at your red zone... Touchdown percentage. Bad quarterbacks are always, always, always the bottom of that shit. Always. They mm-hmm. just are. Now, there could be outliers. There could be a like there could be a one year where there's a quarterback who's awesome in the red zone, but you know he's not a good quarterback. Well, his running game is probably really good, or circumstance or whatever, but through the course of his career, he's gonna be bad at it. Now this is the flip side of that because Dak has been excellent, excellent in the red zone through the course of his career. They have been terrible this year. Well, he's having a terrible fucking year. It's the worst year of his entire career. Don't let anybody get it twisted or tell you otherwise. This is the worst year of Dak Prescott's career. So, how he goes is how they go in the red zone. Zeke is obviously compromised. They can't run the ball in the red zone. The big factor for Dak was a lot like Cam Newton. The dude's a freight train. Like, he's not as big as Cam, but you can't tackle that dude for four yards. Like, they got inside the 10, you're fucked. Like, all they have to do is do the read option. He's going to fucking take it and run over somebody and go in the end zone. He can't do that anymore. He literally physically can't do it. And without that weapon, he's having to rely on somebody beating somebody and him making an accurate and quick decision. Now, he's got the weapons to do it. He's just not fucking executing. So... That's what really has me leaning under, even with the more than probable thing that they, which is dumb that I even say more than probable that they're going to get a turnover because that's never more than probable ever. 
But the way their season's going, it's kind of one of those magical Bears type seasons where they just they're just going to keep turning the ball over. So, and Washington is a prime turnover team. Their their number one rusher has a fumbling problem. Their quarterback is either he either does breaks for a living or Bruce Skunky Beer. I can't figure it out. Either way, he's not very fucking good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean. I'm not. I'm not going to go against seventeen and three. I'm not going to go against seventeen three. I told you last week I wasn't going to go against sixteen three. Mm-hmm. I was like, no. I was like, I'm not taking the Giants. I'm. I would lay the points. Lay the points. Lay the points. They beat the shit out of them, and Dak played like shit. It didn't matter. They had to settle for seventy five fucking field goals. Didn't matter. It's true. They missed two extra points. It didn't matter. They still covered, and they're going to cover this game. And but I do like the under. I All like right. the under. All right, moving on. The last game of the week, Monday Night Football. And if you thought, if you thought for one second, this slate couldn't get any fucking worse. Well, boys and girls, here it is. It's Miami. They're coming on. I like them. But they're in New Orleans. And New Orleans has already announced that they're starting a quarterback that not even my buddy has ever heard of in his life. And he knows every player that's ever born and when they went to school. He don't know who this guy is. I promise you he doesn't. Who is it? Doesn't know who, who is he it? is. I don't know who he is. I don't even remember his name. I just saw it flash across my screen. I was like, never heard of him. Anyway, I'll look it up in a second. <laughs> but uh, Miami, I'll give it to you in a second. Miami's now consensus. But look, this is consensus one and a half point. Miami... Road favorite now, but this number is all over the fucking place. I see a minus two, minus three, minus two and a half. It is moving. They're going to be no less. I promise you, they will be no less than a field goal favorite. Probably more by the time of kickoff. So Miami, let's just call it, let's just be fair and call it three right now. Road favorite. I mean, if you're expecting me to do some sort of handicap, I'm not going to. Um, the. <laughs> <laughs> The first one to ten in this game wins. It's just I'm fucking done with this shit. Like you know what? This game's Monday and this is Thursday night. So anything I possibly could have said, it could would more than likely be irrelevant by then anyway. So fuck COVID. Fuck our government. Let's go, Miami Brandons, and let's win this game. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just Alright, I'm I'm Googling. Yeah, now. I want to know who okay, the quarterback is. Ian Book. Notre Dame, bitch. Are you kidding me? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. See, that's how that's how fucking good. Yeah, that's fucking is. Easy. That's how fucking good. Now he's he sucks. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that kid in my fucking life, and I'm pretty oh sure uh, I watch way more college he's football. He played for like than my three years does. for those fucktards, man. There's no way he ever saw. Oh the yeah, he started no at least way. two years. No, there's no way. No. There's no, no way. At Bocephus, everybody. No, At okay. Bocephus. No, so, no, we're doing this. Here's the list that Bocephus put out. DK Metcalf sucks, or he's average. Ian Book has started. What What else have we gone over this podcast? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up right now. I, I want his fucking... Uh, Ian Book, Notre Dame, Fighting Irish, Ian Book. Uh, we need stats. See, this is why we don't do things off, because I suck at it. College. 
I'm a good typer, though. Yeah, really good typer. All right. Uh, games. What? Where's the starting? Okay, he did start. Yeah. All right, you're right. How many? Started two years. Two years. Two years. Probably around, probably around yeah. twenty starts. Yeah, something like that. All right. Well, I'd never heard of him. Uh, yeah. I I don't have any like the total on this game is thirty seven and a half. Yeah, first one to so, ten wins. It's, it's disgusting. Well, I mean, if you look at Miami, they don't have very many people on the fucking COVID list. New Orleans has everybody, and so, yeah, just give yeah. the Dolphins. Like, you got that Florida. Why, 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 you got why that would, Florida fucking no COVID man. It's the it's the no COVID advantage in Florida. It's awesome. It really is. And why why wouldn't we take? Why wouldn't we take? Yeah, the Dolphins. Let's have it. No, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. Like I'm, we should just be betting on the Dolphins. It. Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right, boys and girls, with all that, that was all the wins coming to the air tonight, baby. All right, boys and girls, it's time for you all have been waiting for. It's time for those free SFRE picks of the week, baby. Longhorn. Give us that NFL gold. Yeah, I was going to try to build a uh, Moneyline parlay, but it is just doo-doo this week. Too much unknown, too much uncertainty. So I'm going to do a two-game, six-point teaser, build this out with Green Bay. Let's take them down to minus one-and-a-half at home against Cleveland. Let's go ahead and pair that up with those Buffalo Bills. Let's take them up to plus eight-and-a-half against New England. Love that two-game uh Two-team, six-point teaser. Green Bay, Buffalo, let's get it. Man, I'm trying to put that in right now, but it's my turn, so i got to stop doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And get on to the college free pick of the week. This week, we're going to go Hawaii and Memphis. Under 56, which I said 56. That's what we took it at. I apologize. I believe it is like uh, pretty far down from that at this point, pulling up Current line. Good. Oh, yeah. We're definitely on the sharpest part of that number. Um, I, th- I think it's actually like 50, let's say 54 maybe. I guess June Jones isn't what it used to be. Not now. June Jones not hanging around anymore. Uh, 55. It's only down to 50. So you only lost a point. That, and the 55 oh. and 56, not key numbers in college football. So you're good there. Uh, the reason for this pick is pretty fucking simple. Uh, Memphis opens opened. At minus four, and this total open at 61 and a half. And again, down to 55. Memphis all the way up to nine and a half. Uh, the starting quarterback for Miami, or sorry, starting quarterback for Hawaii, gone. Starting running back for Hawaii, gone. Both hit transfer portal. The players had a fucking coup and went to the fucking chancellor about the coach and said they don't want to play for him. He's, he's fucking lost. He's lost the team. They've lost their quote, desire to play football. And on top of all that, mm. if that wasn't bad or fuck enough, uh, they're, they're playing in Hawaii, which you'd think that would be an advantage. However, uh, these kids live in Hawaii, so they know it's awesome. It's not a vacation for them. And they don't even get to play in their own fucking stadium because it's under renovation right now. So they're going to play this game <laughs> in the practice facility. 
So guess what you get for all your hard work and effort, boys and girls? You get to go play the same place you practice at every day against a Memphis team who does get to go on vacation to Hawaii, who is fucking excited to be there, and is going to fucking you know play their balls off. But the bottom line is Memphis isn't really that good on offense either. So without big production from Memphis, they're going to try to run the ball, control the clock. I think they do so. The 9.5 does scare me. I'm not going to take Memphis on that for sure. Definitely can't bet Hawaii, but... I think the under here is fucking gold. I think Hawaii has no motivation to play this game. I don't think they score the ball very much, and hopefully they can just keep Memphis, you know, around 40 points, and we should be good here. Sounds sounds like Hawaii's got a bunch of rainbow crybaby bitches out there in the in the, in the islands. Well, well, look, man, when you live in paradise, what else do you have to bitch about? You got to fucking find something. Sound familiar? Does it sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, it All does. right, Longhorn, tell me about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you glory hole seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning and record-length podcast. <laughs> this <laughs> We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rate so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website on our podcast, and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life and both us as always in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby. Oh.